0: the guardsman who had sounded the alert stood his ground, along with a comrade. A group of minotaurs quickly encircled them. The minotaurs did not press the fight, although they had overwhelming numbers. The first guardsman lunged at the lead minotaur with his short sword. The minotaur jumped back, parrying clumsily. Several minotaurs made gestures to the guardsman, indicative of dropping their weapons. "'They want us to surrender,' said one, half gagging from the stench of the hair-covered bodies." They want slaves, said his companion, still jabbing away with his sword. We're smarter than these bastards. We'll escape, said the first. It beats dying. Maybe, maybe not, said the second. The guardsmen looked around quickly in vain for any support. Seeing none, they lowered their swords. The ranking Minotaur warrior stepped forward and took the weapons. The two men were manacled and hauled back to the ship. By noon sun, the town had capitulated. All inhabitants who had not escaped, and there were very few that did, were rounded up at the pier. The few men, mostly merchants and teenage boys, were separated from the women who were to be left behind. Minotaurs did not fancy human women. Hornless, snoutless, and hairless, human women were hopelessly ugly. The women were given charge of the younger children with one exception. A young child, a boy no more than ten years of age, glared in outrage at the minotaur who shoved him to the women's side. The boy marched over to stand with the men. Two of the minotaurs guarding the women began to laugh at the audacity of the young lad. Speaking broken common, the minotaur ship commander yelled at the boy. You! Go back to Mama! The boy shook his head, did not move. You! Yes, you! The Minotaur poked the boy with the butt of his axe. Go back! I have no need for cubs! Slaves not plenty here, males out fishing! Take only ten males here, you not one of them! The boy didn't budge. His eyes cast down at the parched wood of the pier decking. The young boy said in a low voice, I want to go with you. He raised his eyes, then looked the Minotaur captain in the face. When I was younger, my mother went to the sky, and my father hates me for causing her to die. I will go and be a slave and work your mighty ship for you. One of the women screamed and tried to rush over to snatch the boy to her side. The Minotaur warriors caught her threw her back. Take the cub, Captain, called one of the Minotaurs in their own language. He has more spirit than most of these wretches. I was like that myself when I was his age, the captain remarked to his lieutenant. Very well, cub. I take you to sharpen my blades, clean my thongs and boots. You are now my personal slave. Eight men and the boy, whose name was Theros, were marched aboard the barge and taken down to join the two guardsmen that were already below. The Minotaur warriors, under the direction of the ship's captain and mates, raided the town to collect rope, lumber, and sailcloth for repairs, along with drinking water and provisions. They took anything that looked useful and hauled it all aboard. They weren't paying for anything, anyway. Within two hours, the barge was loaded and underway Its damage was unrepaired, but the minotaurs now had fresh, new slaves and provisions. The men of the town would not return from their fishing until sundown. By that time, the minotaur ship would be easily six hours ahead of any chase, if there were any chase. Fishing folk were no match for even a damaged minotaur war barge with a full complement of warriors. Smarter, cooler heads in the town would counsel against pursuit. A town can lose only so many men in one day.